again in your head wrestling radio i am the internet icon the pride of the pilgrims the damn handsome man and the most honest man in all of podcasting jackie jones that's right here to talk about the wrestling i was actually going to take a little break from the show but I love the Headyverse. I love every every one of you out there as a friend and family to me. And also, I decided to watch some wrestling. So I can't take the WWE uh, empty arena shows. I just can't take them. I gave them a shot. I just cannot watch them. So I started to watch AEW, and I was like, I was already burned twice because I couldn't. I, they were unwatchable to me. SmackDown and Raw. I was like, oh, no, another one of these I'm not going to watch. So I turned it off. I turned it off. I was like, I can't do it. Can't do it. Turn it off. But then, but then, folks, the Headyverse out there, even Jason Mitten, even lonely Jason, lonely Jason Mitten, he was like, that was a good show. Vic Schiavone, he was like, that was amazing. Everybody... Al Oob. I was going to say Rene Dupree, but why not? Rene Dupree, he said it. He probably didn't. But uh, but the other Rene did, Rene Merced. They're basically the same. Rene Merced, he's basically uh, the Rene Dupree of the Hittyverse. Uh, he said it was good. I was like, oh, look at all these people are saying this is good. Even some people who don't uh, particularly like uh, AW, like Mr. Jim Cornette. Now, he might not like the whole show. I don't know. But I did hear him on the internet. I heard a little clip on the YouTubes. And he was like, uh, WWE is like pretending to do wrestling. I don't remember the exact quote. But he said, AEW, 
they were actually having fun and trying to do a serious wrestling show the best they could without a crowd. And I cannot agree more with Mr. Cornette on this one. Jim Cornette, James E. Cornette. I agreed with him. Uh, but so anyways, I was like, well, give us a shot. It's been spoiled for me, the show, but why not? Let me, let me give it a shot. So I turned it on and I was pleasantly surprised. The show was like night and day compared to the WWE, uh, no crowd shows. I will say this. I saw people saying they actually prefer it to it, to a show with the crowd. I can't agree with that. I think that's going overboard. Uh, this, this show as good as it was, it was very good. I do think it would have been fantastic with a crowd. Now, a couple things, you know, obviously like uh, different promos, we're looking at the camera and they're uh, doing some emotional things. Uh, I do. I personally would rather with a crowd. If you, you can argue with me, whatever, that's fine. But definitely things like uh, people's debuts, like the, the Matt, the Matt Hardy segment uh, when Matt Hardy uh, debuted would have been uh, amazing with a crowd. That would have been so over the crowd would have would have gone insane. So something something like that, even uh, even the matches, as fun as they were, um, would have been better with the crowd. Uh, the dives uh, they didn't do a lot of dives, which was probably smart. But uh, the few that they did, that's when I did really notice a uh, a a, uh, a negative with the show with AEW was like when they would like uh, the Lucha Brothers would something would do a big dive. And, uh, there wasn't that huge reaction. I was like, oh, that's not quite the same without that. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, they did something smart. They, uh, they're like, well, how do we get around this? You know, we can't have a crowd. Uh, obviously that there's no, um, you can't, uh, fault them for that. It's just, they physically can't, they are not, not physically, but you know, this can't happen right now. So, um, so they had their, uh, talent, the other talent that weren't on the show wrestling in the crowd as the crowd. And to keep that from maybe like, well, why are these guys there? Uh, they had like Sean Spears and uh, MJF placing bets on the show. Uh, I just had some people in the crowd just watching through. And that makes sense. If you're part of, if you are part of this, um, this league, if you're part of the company, why wouldn't you want to watch your fellow wrestlers or your enemies? You watch, you watch them, see what they're doing. Uh, you take notes to prepare for them. It, it makes sense. And it, it definitely added even, um, you know, even just having, you know, like a, a couple dozen people there, there's something They're They're actually, uh, performing in front of some people. And when they did the promos, even though I would rather them with a crowd, whatever, uh, they looked at the camera and talked to the camera. Like they're talking to us, the people watching at home, they didn't come out and, and look at the crowd of no one empty seats and act like there's still people there. That is just crazy. Um, they cut when they do that on WWE, it just comes off like these people are nuts. And I've actually seen people love this. Um, even some of my non-wrestling fans or fan or non-wrestling friends, um, non-wrestling fan friends, or, or some of the, my friends that used to be wrestling fans and now they don't watch anymore. They were saying that it came off, um, like Shakespearean, uh, uh, Shakespearean theater, this wrestling without a crowd. And I was like. I don't know, buddy, maybe like really awful theater, not, not, you know, or maybe really terrible actors doing no, because if they're doing Shakespearean, uh, uh theater, at least have good dialogue. So I guess maybe it's just little, it's probably people that watch a, uh, a couple clips on YouTube and think it's funny. Hey, look at these guys. 
these wrestlers talking to an audience that's not there. But it's not like actual fans, I don't think. I guess the ratings, I think the ratings were up last week, and I think a lot of that was out of curiosity. Uh, This week, uh, they went back down. But either way, my personal, I cannot watch. I can't watch those WWE shows with the crowd. I have no idea how they're going to do WrestleMania. Uh, My gut is you just have to uh, postpone it. Because to do WrestleMania without a crowd is just mind-boggling to me. Because it's the it's the payoffs of all these feuds. You build all these feuds up. It's just next week, which seems crazy anyway. Um, and then you do them without the crowd there to, to watch. I don't even know what the benefit is. What is the benefit of doing it right now? You can't sell tickets to it. They're going to be on the on the network, which I think they're giving away the network for free. Um, I guess not all the contents there, but the pay-per-view there. So I'm not, is WrestleMania in there? I could be wrong. Maybe WrestleMania is not part of that free thing, but still, uh, so you're not really bringing the revenue and then they're doing it in multiple locations. Again, why you can't sell tickets twice, uh, you know, two different days, and what's the point? Like, oh, we're in Albuquerque here in this empty arena. And then we're in this, you know, empty stadium and wherever. It's like, well, why? And I guess they're going to be pre-taped, which I guess if you're just doing, I mean, I joked about this last week, you can edit, edit them and stuff. But, uh, I mean, I guess if you're just going to do an empty arena, so you might as well pre-tape them. But I mean, could, can this seem any less special? A pre-taped WrestleMania with no crowd. That does not scream like this is WrestleMania and must watch it. Just postpone it. To me, that's a no-brainer. But again, what do I know? So I guess it's going through. AEW, they, they're postponing blood and guts. I think that's the right thing to do. You can't, for a couple things, you can't have you know your first War Games match without a crowd. You can't have all this build up and then have you this emotional match without the crowd. I mean, you physically could do it, but to get, to get the most reaction, obviously you need a crowd there and not even just a reaction from the live crowd, but someone at home watching it, you, you feel that you feel the atmosphere from that live crowd. The energy from the live crowd comes through the show and to do, you know, this week I, they, they did what they could, the best they could do. And it worked. But for that kind of show, you have to have like a, a real crowd front. And also the idea of doing a violent blood and gut show during this, during the pandemic, it's kind of just strange, you know, it comes off weird. Uh, I know, um, you know, I guess more if it was like called cough and, and blood or something, but, um, still it's just weird. Like this violent thing where we're making our opponents bleed and surrender and give up, you know, during this time when everyone's afraid of being sick. So in my opinion, they, uh, they did the right thing. So I'm going to, uh, review this AEW show here. Dynamite, dynamite, dynamite. In many ways, people could call me a, a kiss ass. If they want, they could call me a Mark. They could call me whatever the, whatever they want. To be honest, I don't really care, but AEW has saved my fandom of wrestling. I, I haven't watched. I haven't watched uh, TNA in years, I haven't, or Impact, whatever it's called. Um, and I slowly been losing interest in WWE over you know the last few years. And now um, I don't watch. I was just watching Raw and the pay per views, 
And now I don't watch any of it. And I don't, I'm, it'll be really, it's gonna be really weird if I don't watch WrestleMania because I've watched every WrestleMania ever. Um, the only one I didn't watch live was when I was, uh, was, was it four years ago when I was, it was after I had the, um, diverticulitis and I had, uh, you know, 14 inches of my colon roof, which I apologize for, uh, people out there who don't like to hear about my personal life, but I did survive, uh, some, some, uh, some pretty, uh, hardcore surgery and, and health woes. I'm sorry if that offends you out there. I, I beg for forgiveness. Please do not uh, do not get mad about that. I'll try to make the, the show, more, show more miserable and just talk about uh, negativity. But I did come out of that. And I'm good. I, I'll thank, uh, I was going to say the Lord. I don't believe the Lord, but why not? Fuck it. Thank the Lord. All right. So Dynamite saved my fandom. This is that only one WrestleMania I didn't watch, because, but it wasn't because I didn't want to. I just physically wasn't able to. But, um, to think like, oh, I'm not, am I going to even watch WrestleMania? But AEW, since it started, uh, it's it kept me interested. It's a show I look forward to every week. I watch every week, and I want to watch it. And I want to, the company to succeed. I don't want any company to go out of business, for one thing. I'm not somebody who, who wants uh, Impact to go out of business, even if I don't particularly like it. Ring of Honor, even NWA Power. I don't want any of those shows to get a business. The more places, or WWE, the more places uh, there are, the better it is for us, the fans, because one of them could, you know, get better if I don't like it right now, and more places wrestlers can work. So there's no way I would want any of them to go to business. But um, AEW, like, it, it really captured that ECW feel for me. And I don't mean the blood and guts of ECW, the violence of ECW, because that was part of what made ECW succeed but to me, the real heart of ECW was the heart of ECW. You wanted the company to succeed. You wanted Paul Heyman, the owner of the company, to succeed. You wanted the wrestlers to succeed. And I think that's something a lot of people overlook when they would try to recapture ECW in later years. They would just look at the violence. But there, you were invested in the characters emotionally, and you wanted them all to do well, and you wanted the company to do well. Um, that's why for years, up until right now, when an ECW guy would go somewhere, you know, now a lot of those guys are getting, you know, past the point of like where they can be like, uh, you know, an act, like a, a serious wrestler. I'm sure, you know, RVD still out there and stuff, but you know, it's getting past the point where Sandman and Sabu and these guys are going to uh, do something substantial, you know, on, uh, on a mainstream wrestling company. But for years you would see these guys, you'd see Taz, you'd see the Dudleys who did really well for themselves. Uh, the Sandman, Sabu, you guys like Axelrod and Abolish Mahoney, anyone, even, you know, uh, Mikey Whipwreck, anybody you'd see somewhere, the crowd would chant ECW. And it wasn't just because they wanted to see chair shots and blood. They loved these guys. They were emotionally invested in these guys, and they wanted them to succeed. And that is something that AEW has, has, uh, has captured, is you want the company to succeed. You want all these guys to succeed. And I think that is a hard thing to do. So I want the company to succeed. I want the wrestlers to succeed. And I genuinely enjoy the show. It's very entertaining. Now, is it perfect? Of course not. Nothing is perfect. I think they need a lot of work on their women's division, which honestly, I think uh, it at times is fine. I wouldn't say it's ever been fantastic, but there are, I do think Dr. Baker, who I wasn't really a big fan of, her heel turn, I think has been good. 
And uh, there's some of the uh, the um, the Asian wrestlers who are going to think they have too too many um, who don't stand out as being a unique. Uh, I'm fine if you have whatever whoever it is, but they all have to be unique. And um, and some aren't that great. But anyway, let's get to AEW. So it recaptured my fandom, and it's a show I look forward to and want to succeed. All right. So the show opened with uh, Cody Rhodes coming out with the big speech. And um, this uh, this part I didn't think was really that great. And I think this, this particular um, promo needed the audience. Because I think Cody's normally a great promo guy. I think without the atmosphere of the audience for him to for that background noise him to play with, it came off a little, uh, a little theatrical, maybe. Um, I didn't hate the segment, but it, it wasn't my favorite. So watching this, I was kind of, I was like, eh, I don't know about this. I think, uh, I'm like, I like Kenny Omega, but he has not impressed me ever on the mic. And I've heard he's a good, uh, promo guy. I've not seen any evidence of this yet. And I thought he came off uh, pretty poor in this. He also dressed like a, like a goof. I don't care about uh, guys being giants. Honestly, if I go back and think about it, I never did. Roddy Piper was my favorite in, in WWF in the 80s. I love Tully Blanchard. I love Ric Flair. I love Larry Zbysko in the AWA. Um, there were some big guys I liked. Um, really, though, like the big giant dudes, I would think. Not necessarily like, you know, jack dudes. But I mean, like I like the Road Warriors and stuff. I like a mix in wrestling. But I was never a guy that was just fixated on like, oh, wow, look at the warlord. He's huge. It was like, I would be like, look at the warlord. He fucking sucks. Um, so I like guys that entertain me for whatever reason. A lot of the guys entertain me because they were kind of assholes, which I did a whole show about. I really enjoyed assholes in wrestling. And I don't mean like, like a butthole, like an actual butthole, like, um, like Paige's butthole or Bailey's or. I mean, they'd entertain me too, definitely, in a different, uh, a totally different way. I mean, someone who's like a jerk. That's a better way to term, to put it. A real jerk. So, like, uh, Larry Zabisco's a jerk. Roddy Piper's a jerk. Tully Blanchard, the king of jerks. These guys were all awesome. And uh, their size didn't, didn't matter to me. Now, some people say, well, you take those guys now, they'd actually be pretty big. Piper would definitely tower over uh, a lot of the guys of today. Zabisco he'd probably be bigger than most guys. Tully would uh, probably be like an average size wrestler today. He's, he was very small for his time. Um, but, I mean, he's bigger than, you know, guys that are like 100 and something pounds. Uh, something Jim Cornette, because I listened to some Cornette uh, this week just because I was doing a lot on the internet, um, a lot of graphic works. And so I was just listening to some stuff while I was doing that. And uh, he, I, I don't agree with a lot of what he says about current stuff, but there is some stuff I agree with. Um, like billing people's weight. Cause a lot of the guys in AEW, they bill at a hundred, they're real weights, probably 175, 100, whatever. And honestly, I don't think they're any smaller than a lot of the guys in like, uh, NXT. I don't think they're any smaller than like a Finn Balor or, um, or any of the, uh, what's a, what's a group? I forget the name of the group, but, uh, but all the main guys and um, Roderick Strong is very, very little man. Um, Johnny Gargano. I don't think these guys are any smaller than, but they they bill those guys at two oh one or whatever, and so you don't think about it. 
as much where if they build a guy at 175 pounds. Uh, again, it doesn't really bother me for lots of reasons. I don't. I just want to be entertained. And um, also, there's certain things about wrestling that you just have to come to terms with if you're going to enjoy modern wrestling. And that is, you know, there's not going to be a lot of jacked up guys. Um, the style is a little different. I mean, honestly, it's not the style I grew up with or style I would have my personal preference. I still do. I mean, I'll be honest. I enjoy guys flying around and killing each other. I enjoy that. I like it. Um, is it the same style I grew up with where it looked like the guys were actually not working together and trying to hurt each other? No, I do like that. That's probably my preferred style, but it's just not, he, it doesn't exist. So either just stop watching it. Cause it's not what you like anymore or try to, or, or enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, I'm not, you know, you can't just like make someone enjoy something, but if you don't enjoy it, uh, just don't watch it. So where was I going with that? I have no idea, but I'm sure that was all very entertaining. So, uh, so we had the promo, but it did set the, set, did set the ground for the whole show because the, they're down a uh, man. So it's four guys going into the blood and guts. Cause one of the, um, young bucks is hurt against the, uh, the inner circle. Uh, and they, so the first match takes place and that's the, uh, Lucha brothers, uh, versus the best friends. Why didn't, why does Trent not have a last name? Is there a reason? Don't know. Don't know. But either way, I don't like it. I actually am a big fan of the best friends. I always kind of liked them, but once they added, um, orange Cassidy, they've been money. And I really like the both guys. I think they're, they're, they're good workers. Some people are mad about uh, Chuck Taylor kind of having, uh, he's not like a uh, buff. Uh, again, that doesn't really matter to me. And, uh, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. He's probably, I think he's more entertaining than Trent and nothing against Trent, but, uh, I like the group. I like the group. And I was a big fan of orange Cassidy, uh, on commentary where he just sits there, doesn't say anything. This, this, this is a, this is a guy that's going to already has taken off as a star for them. And this is one thing I disagree a lot with, uh, Cornette is he says people will look at that who don't already like the company and be like, what is this? Should I turn it off? I actually really disagree with that. I think um, non-wrestling fans will see that and think this is entertaining. Or I would say non-wrestling fans, because I don't think a non-wrestling fan would ever even watch wrestling. I always think that's just a strange concept. But uh, fans that don't watch all the time. So if you're an older fan and you don't watch it all the time now, or if you have any inclination to watch wrestling and you see these guys and you're not like a, you don't know who Kenny Omega is. You're not a young, you know, you don't know, know about young bucks and all this stuff. And you see that guy, I think he is going to appeal to you because he's so funny. And I know personally, cause I've seen, uh, some people when I was in Chicago who don't, who aren't huge, uh, AEW fans and that in the universally, that was their favorite guy. I mean, it was, it was universal when I was meeting people in Chicago, that was their favorite guy amongst the people who, uh, don't, who did know like any of the other people for, besides like Jericho and stuff, that was their favorite guy. They found him very entertaining. It was universal. So I think that's a guy that actually will tap into new, to new, uh, viewers. They might tune in to see Jericho and Moxley, these guys they know from, uh, from WWE or now Matt Hardy. And then, and then they see these new guys and that's a guy I think they're going to see for the first time and think, wow, this, this is a fun show and watch. So this was a good match. I did think this was definitely match hurt um, without the audience. 
because uh, they did you know, they did some uh, out, not a lot, but they did some outside stuff and some dives. And without the um, without the audience there to react to that, I do think it uh, it took away. But no fault on their. But uh, by the way, no fault of their own. I'm going to say this a lot um, because they did the best with the situation. Um, this does remind me, and I don't want to forget this, so I'm going to talk about it right now. We'll get back to AW Dynamite. Um, Uno, Evil Uno, he put out a tweet uh, asking people to support independent indie wrestling, indie wrestlers, independent wrestling wrestlers during this time. Because everyone knows we're, we're in a pandemic. You can't have crowds, and you can't have any events. And from what I was saying, John Moxley, and I don't think he has his name on it, which is the right thing to do if you're doing charity, because it's about the charity, not about your name, not about the credit. But he, uh, from my understanding, it's it's his. It's like a GoFundMe, and it's for people to donate money if they can if they can help out. And it goes to independent wrestlers right now who can't uh, can't work, and no fault of their own. There's no shows happening unless you are lucky enough to work for a televised uh, company like either AEW or WWE. And then uh, Braun Strowman took like offense to this, and he was just like, "Oh, it's just people want money. If you can't make money in wrestling, you know, go find another job." And all right, so if this was any other time in wrestling, he would be justified in that. Now, would I agree with it? Not necessarily. I still think saying to support any wrestling at any point in time is fine, or to say like support your local um, businesses whether that's a restaurant or just your local grocery store, whatever, as opposed to just put your money at McDonald's or Walmart. It's total vi- totally viable thing. Makes sense. But right now, specifically, to take that stance is mind-boggling, mind-bogglingly stupid. I mean, not only just take away being an asshole. Let's get rid of that for a second. It's so dumb because these people... The independent wrestlers cannot, fiz- they, they can't make money because there's no shows to get booked on. Not through any fault of their own. It's not that their name isn't drawing a crowd or that they're not good enough to get booked on a show and get paid for it. There aren't shows happening. And for a guy who has a guaranteed contract, where he's getting probably at least $750,000 a year, no matter if there's a show or not, or if there's a crowd or not, to tell people, ah, just go do something else, is so shitty. It's, and, and also, not even just a shitty thing as a human being, it's also it also makes no sense logically. Because a lot also, what else are they going to do? Because there's not many jobs out there right now. People who have all types of jobs aren't working because... Where they work's not open. My brother works one day a week. Now he works at a school. They have him come in every Wednesday. Why? Because the school's not open. Ugh, what an asshole. And what a dummy. He's an asshole and made no sense. Uh, Al Oops says uh, Cornette loves Taz on commentary. It's, uh, I did not know that. But I'm not a fan of Taz. I just want negative two. Uh, Tony's there. I love Tony on commentary. 
I've never been a fan of Taz on commentary, and I'm not going to suddenly become a Taz fan because he's an AEW. Now, if, if somehow he approved, sure, but I don't think he's ever been good. I didn't like him at all in WWE. I didn't like him in TNA, and I gave him a, a shot here, and I still don't like him. I, I find him extremely unfunny. One of the most uh, unfunny, I mean, well, can't say one of the most unfunny because there are some really humorless people that do commentary in WWE, but I'm not a fan of his. So I'd much rather hear Tony. I thought Tony was the best last year. I voted for him in the uh, the headies. So, I mean, if the headies say so, it's kind of all the proof you need. So, what else happened here? Oh, we had the women's match. Uh, they had a fatal four-way. I don't remember this match. I think I was – I might have been playing a f- game on my phone – or might have been talking to Michael Rappaport, Michael St. Michael's. That might have been what I was doing. I was doing something. But there was a women's four-way match. I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't pay much attention to this, but it did seem better than normal. Maybe I'm wrong, but it didn't seem uh it didn't seem too bad. Uh the Jurassic Express, which was uh Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. By the way, thank you, Al Ulb, for finding me a uh, a nice uh, quick review of the show just so I have uh, I can go over, you know, match by match what happened because uh, I can't remember from last week. I'm an old man. So Jurassic Express, by the way, I, I you know, old man, 43. So uh, earlier today, I had like a, I don't know what you call it, a virtual date or something. I don't know. But but that's not really because uh, I'm going to say that's a young people thing, but it's really just you can't like get together right now. But anyway, uh so, uh, uh, the girl I've talked to seeing is, uh, she's not seen any, any movies like that I grew up with. So we went to see gremlins ET double feature in, uh, in, in, in December. She'd never seen either movie, never saw Friday 13th movies. We we're going to go see those, but, uh, that was right when everything started going crazy. So I was trying to look on Netflix for stuff. Cause they have this new thing. Netflix, uh, watch parties. Awesome. And, um, so the, uh, what do we watch? Oh, uh, evil dead was really fun, but it's crazy that to talk to someone who's not seen like all these movies I, you know, grew up with. But then I think like, well, she was born like after I graduated. So to old to her or something that from happened in like 1998. It's very strange. But anyway, Jurassic express with uh, Luchasaurus and the jungle boy faced off with uh, the butcher and the blade. Um, I was, when this happened, I was right in the, uh, Facebook, by the way, you should join the, the Facebook group. It's, it's a lot of fun that, uh, butcher and the blade are very underrated. Then this match took place and I was like, man, this isn't very good. Uh, I, I like both guys. I I'll be honest. I do think oh, both teams. I do think, uh, Luchasaurus. Now let me preface this. I really like him as, as a character. I think he he's very impressive looking. He's super over. He's a huge dude. He does. He's very athletic. But since he came back from the injury, kind of think he sucks. Um, he's just all slapping his. Which I know this is everywhere in wrestling today, but he is the epitome of very obviously just slapping his his leg. Now I still enjoy him. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I hate the guy, but as an in ring wrestler, he kind of sucks. To be honest. And I thought this was a very sloppy match. So it wasn't particularly good. I like Butcher and the Blade. I like their look. Uh, I like their mannerisms. But this match just wasn't very good. Uh, I think it probably would have been covered up better with the crowd. Because you don't, 
you know, with the crowd going ape shit for Luchasaurus and stuff, you you know, you look over things. But I can't say this. I thought it was a pretty bad match, to be honest. But um, but you know, it was it was fun. Uh, I'm not a guy who's just obsessed with with work rate or anything, so it doesn't really uh, matter all that much to me. Um, Evil Uno came out and was, uh, hyping up the Exalted One, which we're going to find out later in the show. Oh, no, it happened, I guess, right now, but, uh, I'm sorry, just reading along here. It's, it's hard to remember what happened. That's what I was talking about being an old man. It's hard to remember what happened last, uh, last week. Because I forgot in mid-sentence why I talked about being an old man. So, uh, Christopher Daniels comes out and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Actually, Daniels cut a very good promo. I wasn't saying just blah, blah. Very good promo, honestly. And, um... So then we saw up in the Titan Tron because he was like, there is no evil one. There is no exalted one. It's just it's just you and that that goof. So you see up on the Titan Tron, things get all, you know, staticky. And uh, here comes out Brody Lee. I was like, hell yeah, Brody Lee. Uh, huge fan of his. Uh, I used to see him a lot here in the local indies um, before he was Luke Harper as Brody Lee. Giant dude. And he really stood out as a giant guy in the indies. Like I saw him a lot in Dragon Gate USA. And like he'd come out through the crowd, he'd like legit be a scary guy and works very well with small people, which I think are smaller wrestlers. Um, I think that's overlooked sometimes. I think some people think, uh, the small guy, uh, you have to have a small guy knows how to work with a big guy and can carry them, which I can see. But I also think there's an art form to being a big guy who can work with a small guy. And I think sometimes that's something that people don't think about. He is a guy that works very well with small guys. So, uh, cut great promo. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, of, uh, of him as, as always. I also like the, 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 um, the dark order. I know a lot of people don't, uh, I didn't at first, but they actually grew on me once they started doing the vignettes. And I think, uh, with the, with, uh, Brody Lee, it's definitely going to get a lot better. Evil Uno is, uh, I've, is I'm enjoying that guy as well. Um, I think he's a good promo guy and I, I like his mannerisms as a wrestler. It's like kind of weird at first. I thought it didn't fit the character, but I think he's kind of finding the character. That's a thing in, uh, AEW cause they don't have developmental. And if you're a guy who's, who has a new character in the company, you're, you're, you're building it live on the show as we watch it. So like someone like Britt Baker, who I know was around before this, but She's kind of finding who Dr. Britt Baker is for a TV character while we're watching it. And I think she's actually coming to her own. And Evil Uno, I think, was, you know, developing this character in front of our eyes. And now I enjoy it as opposed to someone having the benefit, uh, the luxury of being, you know, a developmental pro, a developmental. And you get to develop this, you know, without the TV audience. I know, you know, uh, NXT is in front of a, uh, an audience. And on the network, but you know, it's a little different thing. But anyway, I think, uh, I think they've become entertaining. Uh, Brody Lee comes out, uh, does the big boot and then the pretty sweet uh, lariat. Good stuff. I liked it. And a, and a big dude for, for AW. I like a mix of sizes. I dig it. Uh, speaking of some, because now they have, uh, Brody Lee's a big man and another big guy is a uh, Lance Archer. Who's uh, with Jake Roberts? I actually really like this pairing. I saw a lot of people, um, and I get it. I, I get this. So, um, the uh, there's a segment where Jake the Snake and Lance Archer. It's like a, a pre-recorded video package, and I totally get not liking it. And honestly, I probably would not. 
I could see myself not liking it, but for whatever reason, it worked for me. Probably because there's a midget. A midget will make something work for me. I was like, eh, they're out. In the, eh. Hey, look, there's a fucking midget. I love it. So, I believe my man Mitten, who I was calling a lowly bastard, but I, I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. So everything's okay now. But he had a, he had an eye because he's like he's the headless critic over in withoutyourhead.com, and he can like spot stuff. So he's watching these movies like, and so he'll write it down because exactly how he, he writes those reviews, which you can read over withoutyourhead.com. And so he's like, hey, look. Hey, look there, pal. That's a peanut butter falcon. He does not talk like that at all. He's more like, hey, well, look over there. It's a peanut butter falcon. So he knew it was um, it was like the, 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 the ring that was used in the peanut butter falcon movie. Good eye by my man Mitten. No matter what I also say about him. He's a good dude. All right. So they had the Vance Archer destroying people. I dug it. Now I'm I'm fine if people didn't like it. I like it worked for me. Um, so then we had this big. Uh, what was it? Oh, it was a, it was a match. It was a match. We get the notes here are a little wonky, but uh, so it was the match. It was uh, it was six man Cody, Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page. Who earlier too I forgot to mention Hangman Page was like, yeah, I'm with you guys, and and, and sip, uh, give him a toast. That was cool. Uh, versus the inner circle, uh, Jake Hager and proud and powerful. So this, this was really fun. Jarrett, when Jericho's coming out and you had the, uh, you had everyone singing and well, not everyone, but Sammy Guevara was singing along, uh, very badly, but you could tell he was having a good time. I liked it. It's great. Uh, really good match. Jericho total money on, on commentary. Just that he's amazing. Uh, it's weird cause that's a guy who's kept himself relevant for decades now and has always been entertaining to me. That's a guy. If you want longevity in wrestling, you should look at his career because he was a guy and reinvented himself throughout the, throughout the age. And he wasn't like, Hey, I'm Jericho. Now I'm, you know, uh, Bubba McGee and now, um, Javier Lopez or something. He was still Chris Jericho throughout all those times. But he would add just a little bit and change it up a little bit enough where he's still the same guy, but he's keeping fresh. So amazing stuff and just totally entertaining. And so at the end, they're taught great promo. It's basic stuff. It's it's five versus four. They're down a man. How can they beat this guy? And out comes from the roof, flying down the drone. Now, imagine if this was in front of a crowd, what people would have people would have been throwing babies in the air. Would have been shooting their guns in the in the WV or Mississippi or Kentucky. Would have been throwing. Would have been throwing guacamole in LA. I don't know what they do in there, but whatever. People would be going ape shit wherever wherever this this was. And then there he was, Mad Hardy up there, going delete, delete, delete. I'll delete wrestling. Team delete. And, uh, and Jericho's all wide eyed. He's like, Oh my God, no, that can't happen. Loved it. That's great. Setting it up. Matt Hardy comes off like a huge deal. I'm a big fan. Good stuff. Really good show. I dug it. They proved it's possible. Proved it's possible that you can do 
a show without a crowd, and it's going to work. All right, let's see here. I'm just reading the chat. I'm sorry I'm back a little bit. Uh, Golgo says, I like Taz, but Tony is better than Taz in commentary. Uh, that being said, I think Tony's good at being an interviewer. I do, but uh, I do think he's very good at that. But I, I would just like to see him as a commentator. Uh, he also says, I liked when WCW Nitro had a rotating crew of announcers uh, during the show with Larry in the first hour. And Heenan in the second hour, and Tanae coming in and out. <laughs> um, right. So there you go. People are asking where the, we have a new chat. Uh, thank God we'll be finding this. It's a U.S. It's a weird, logo, uh, weird link. I'll put it up on the main site at some point. Very cool. So, uh, yeah, it was AEW. I have no idea what happened on WWE and watch it. I just can't take it. I, I turned it there for really about 10 seconds and I saw like this old match with John Cena versus, uh, Seth Rollins when he had the blonde in his hair. And I was just like, why do I want to watch this? I don't want to watch it. Okay. Let's turn it off. My God. What the hell? What the hell's going on there? Could you imagine if I don't watch Mania? What kind of world am I living in? Now they sell a. Um, I was I was not there. Now I think this is very funny. Okay, they're selling a shirt that says "I was not there." WrestleMania. Now would I ever buy this? Maybe if I saw it for five bucks, possibly ten. But am I going to pay twenty seven dollars for a WrestleMania shirt that says "I was not there"? No, that's the simple answer. Nope. Would not buy that. Man, what's going on here? Let's go look at Shop Zone. They got a new uh, Ruby Riot shirt. Ruby Riot is not dead. That's uh, that's cool. I like Ruby Riot. But uh, she, sh I don't know what she's doing. I was going to say maybe she should prove she's not down the show, but I have no idea. Maybe she's kicking ass. Kind of doubt it. But the fuck do I know? I wasn't there, sure. Gronk Mania. Oh my God. Do they just have the worst, like the worst, uh, merchandise ever for us? I mean, might as well. There's no P nobody there. So you can get the shirt says I wasn't there for WrestleMania. You can get the Gronk Mania shirt. Now look, I'm from new England. I'm from Massachusetts. So I know who Rob Gronkowski is and I would not buy a Gronk Mania shirt. Who is buying this? Is Gronk even a huge name to people outside New England? Maybe he is. I don't know. But it's not like he's Tom Brady. Let me ask the, the, the chat room here. Are you guys, Do you guys know who, who, who Gronkowski is? I don't know. Maybe you guys do. But are any of you buying a Gronk Mania shirt? God, I think I'd really feel bad for someone. Undisputed Era shirt. That's who I was trying to think of earlier. Undisputed Era. Cole Fisher, Riley Strong. I like this group. I like those guys, but they're no bigger than those guys in, in AEW. Even if they're billed as being uh, that they weigh more, they don't. These guys are no bigger. Uh, Ova. I don't like this shirt. It's the Velveteen Dream shirt. It's uh, it's this has done too much. Even though I say this as having a shirt like this for dub for uh. In your head, but OVA, O-V-A, dream over. Don't like it. It's a NWO parody shirt, but I don't get it. Don't like it. 
Uh, there's a British Bulldog flag shirt. Uh, don't really care for that either. Logo's fine. I don't know. Some about the shirt's kind of ugly. I like these weird. They're not tie-dye, but they're called tubular t-shirts, but they're 35 bucks. Seems very expensive for a t-shirt. Am I just out of touch? Because I see t-shirts and they're so expensive now. Am I just out of touch? Or are they expensive? I don't know. FCW shirts. I think I mentioned that last week. Dakota Kai. I don't even know who that is. The fuck is Ring Rage? Oh, it's a Brock Lesnar shirt. Does he ever say that? Ring Rage? It's easy being sleazy. The rated R superstar shirt definitely seems like from another era. The hell, I mean, does he even say that? They sell a lot. They always have new Walk with Elias shirts. The guy must sell a lot of shirts, a lot of merchandise. Maybe you push a guy. What do I know? I don't know. The wrestling purist. Does he, has he ever been called that? Cesaro? I don't know. Again, I don't watch it. Maybe they call him that every week. The fuck do I know? Man. I like Cesaro, but boy, his stuff's horrible looking. A shirt. We can use a little cow, less cowbell. It's just him, like a picture of him with a cowbell. I don't need that. The John Cena Signature Series Spinner Championship Replica title. Most people hated this. Named the spinner belt. And it's orange. I don't remember him having to ever having an orange title. Did this happen? Did he wear an orange title that said the champ is here in the back and Lussel loyalty, Lussel, Lussel, hustle, loyalty, respect, and the underside of it is camouflage? I have no memory of this. No memory. Eh, whatever. Although I know. Only 500 bucks. All right. All right. Let me get to these questions here. Get these questions over here. Where the hell am I? All right. Any questions for in your head? Clint Williams, are you guys buddies again? I'm buddies with the world. I am the universal buddy. That could be my new nickname. We got the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, most honest man in podcasting. One damn handsome man and the universal buddy, Jackie Jones. I like it. Jason Mitten. How pumped are you for no audience mania? I am not pumped. I have no pumpage for a no audience mania. Crowdless wrestling has me pumpless. James Kahn. Am I the only one who enjoys empty crowds better than, than with fans? Yes. 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 Jay Beefington. How soon can we go back to suit and tie martini and cigar table shows? They would chant. This is splendid. Polite golf club. I like this. This is splendid. This is splendid. This is splendid. Hmm, possible. Possible. What kind of show would you have to start to get that kind of crowd? I'm wondering. Uh, also, Mr. Beefington, I think they should have postponed Mania till August. I agree. Or to win it, to win it. I would just say we're going to postpone this till, till we know when we can have it. Because they might not be able to have it in August. I would just say we're postponing it. Then once you know when things start to look like they're going to clear up, say, all right, in uh, three months, bam, it's happening. Or whatever. 
Courtney suggested just do a back-to-back WrestleMania and SummerSlam, like they already do with NXT. Uh, I wouldn't do that, but um, that's too much. But I do agree. Just do another time. Brian Matthew Clutter, has Jack had any film roles recently? Yes, I actually just filmed a um, wooden film. Uh, it's because I can't eat. Almost all sets are just not uh, happening at the moment. But I did do a, a voice acting gig for uh, the film Cryptids. You know, it's an anthology uh, film, and in one of the uh, one of the um, segments, I play a radio DJ that's being attacked by uh, by monsters. It's very fun to do. They were very happy with my performance. Has he done anything to improve his health in the last year or so? Interesting essay. I changed my diet and uh, I walk every day and I stopped drinking. Has he considered daily cardiovascular activity? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, um, just today I walked uh, probably about six miles. Just I would think I walked 10. So, yeah, walk a lot. It's good. At first, I joked like I got in shape uh, just for the world 10, but. Maybe I got in shape to, to survive the end of the world. Which, why do you why do you even want to survive the end of the world? If you think about it. Uh, John Barker. This says Inch Daddy. Inch Daddy! He's buff and he's the stuff. I remember Mr. Mitten. I think one of the first times he ever messaged me back in the day. He was like, I wrote this song about... Um, about uh who the fuck went oh incher and it was the well no because i mentioned on the show jack uh inch daddy and so he wrote the lyrics for it uh woke fag jack says you just praise a crowdless show what the fuck you're talking about well i think it was pretty much self-explanatory considering i said every other sentence this would be better with the show with the crowd but what what do i know uh ow ooh, but incher happy that hulk hogan won his lawsuit against cox but he wanted, he was suing dicks. Oh, Cox, C-O-X. C-O-X, Cox. I'm happy. I'm happy. $110 million. Well, he reached a settlement. So they, they gave, I'm sure he didn't get the $110 million, but get some good cash. Ow, ooh, do you f- find it odd that Martha Hart is more hated than Benoit in the wrestling world? It's very, it's very strange. I see people saying like, fuck Martha Hart. She's a bitch because she doesn't want... Uh, her husband, her, uh, ex-husband, well, not her ex-husband, her dead husband, that she's the widow of being inducted into the hall of fame for the company he died for. I mean, what a bitch. Here's uh, some quotes. I know I am upset that Owen ain't in the video games, but his wife, Martha stopped all that in the hall of fame. He deserves it. He was a great wrestler in the eighties and nineties and wanted to play with him. And I wanted to play with him in the game like it did with the, when he was alive. And then the reply was, stop, stop, stop! And fuck you, Martha, forever! Never giving respect for his fans. Only thinking about your family. Damn it. And never his fans. How fucking dare you, bitch, think about your family. Never about the fans keeping everything away, even after the DVD came out. Not even so sure into everything she'll say. Whatever the hell that means. Part last part means. God damn it. Only thinking about your family. Ha! Dead husband. Thinking about your kids without their father. God damn it, you bitch. 
Owl. Uh, he just says Dobbs in the queue. <laughs> I don't know why I said that one. Danny Wagner. Who is patient zero of the Rona in the U.S.? And why is it Swax? Oh, hey. Uh, I think that uh, Kelly Kelly sucks the cock of Vince McMahon. Owl, thoughts on Dave Meltzer getting blackballed? I see, I didn't know this. I did read this earlier. Thoughts on Meltzer getting blackballed from the dark side of the ring because the guy in charge of the show is a Bruce Smith Pritchard mark. Now, I don't know the actual story, so I don't know if that's true. Um, I, I don't assume he'd lie, but I don't know. But um, that's, uh, that's strange. I, I mean, if I had the choice, well, I mean, Bruce Pritchard is, is entertaining. So if I had the choice... It's weird, but if I had the choice of who I think is, tells the truth, I mean, Belzer by far. I mean, let's let's be real. Uh, and uh, Bruce Pritchard is a very entertaining guy, but he is not an on. I wouldn't believe hardly anything he ever says. Uh, Nikhil. All right, here we go. <clears throat> All right, hold on a second. Let me get a little drink here. Get some. Uh, get ready. <laughs> well, Get the neck all twisted here. Take a little sip. Some little stretching. All right, here we go. Do you think eventually AEW will add a mid-card belt? Do I think so? Probably. Do I think it's needed? No. I like it right now where every... Every... um. What am I looking? What kind of wear am I looking for? Each grouping in AEW has its own belt. So the single men's have a belt, the single women's have a belt, tag teams have a belt, and I think we're going to see the trios belt. I like it just like that. I don't think you need any other belt, especially when you basically have one TV show. So I, my personal preference is just keep it as is. All all the singles wrestlers are go fine for Jericho. All the women are fine. For the, the women's belt and all the tag teams going for the tag belts. I personally like that. I would just keep like that. I, I, I wish uh, NXT had done the same. That I think they, they did need the, the North American title. Uh, just going to list. Oh, I missed the first question. Sorry. Who will be the first person out of the elite to win the AEW world title? Interesting question. Uh, I'm going to say Hangman Page. I think he'll get it eventually. Uh, just going to list random people in tag teams. Did you like them and any good, bad memories? Okay. That's a good one. Excuse me. Uh, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Uh, I did like that team. I was a big fan of both guys, uh, as a team. Um, I think, I think, uh, both guys, you know, I both, I think if either guys are on now, they'd probably be used better. Um, uh, I know Lance had, uh, like, um, you demon. So it's, that's probably what held him back. I always thought Trevor Murdoch was a good wrestler. I know he's doing uh, power right now, but, uh, hardcore Holly. I never a hardcore Holly fan. Not, not a fan at all. Uh, I didn't like him, but Bob spark. I always thought he was very boring. Seemed like an asshole and then not, not in a good way. Like I was talking about earlier, loving assholes. He just seemed like a, a legit asshole that I did not like get in. Because if you're an asshole, you got to be funny or entertaining. You can't just be an asshole. A non-entertaining asshole is someone I don't want to watch. Three-minute warning. I like their segments, yeah. And then um, Umaga went on to, to be amazing. Manu. Uh, no, I believe that was an interest guy. 
when uh, Evol was it not Evolution? What was the group? Uh, Legacy. When Legacy came around, like uh, I told everybody, Cody's the star list. Barbie Richards was like, nope, it's Ted DiBiase Jr. And Intro's like, nope, it's my boy Manu. He's got it. One day we're going to see a main event against uh, ZZ. He wasn't even around yet, but he, he just foresaw it. Amazing Red. Yes. And my memory of Amazing Red is when he was, uh, it was really Don West getting on the, on the table and started chanting for Amazing Red. That was awesome. Triple X. What was Triple X? I don't know what that is. Triple X. Was that a TNA thing? God, what was Triple X? I got to look this up now. Triple X. Triple X. I'm not sure who this was. Oh, okay. So this was, uh, I don't know. Was this that, was that this group um, that I'm looking at? No one knows because I can't read my mind. Was it, um, it was the Fallen Angel and Elix Skipper and Loki? Okay. Yeah, that was a good group. Um, I think it was a very good group. They had a lot of good matches. Um, yeah, I like those guys. I do. And that, that, that's where we get the big Elix Skipper, um, spot. That was awesome where he did the, uh, he did the, um, Huracan off the top of the cage. That was sweet. Uh, Steven said, or not Steven said, did I just hear a guitar? Uh, I don't know. Did you? I don't remember. Misfits in action. No, that was terrible. Uh, and I liked a lot of the people in it, but I mean, let's be honest, huge, huge erection and it's just the pits. Like I love WCW, but people who try to claim like that was like this great thing. It just wasn't. Latino world order again. I really liked a lot of people involved, but no, it's just like came out so goofy. You know, you had the NWO, then suddenly there's the LWO. Uh, Billy Kildman and Paul London. I can't say I was a fan of that team. They good, you know, actual matches, but no. Team Cannon, TNA. Yes, that was a, a one of the highlights of uh, of uh, TNA at the time. Shannon Moore. Uh, can't say I was ever a Shannon Moore fan. Besides. Um, I like three count and I liked when he was just like the follower for Matt Hardy, but when he got all that, I thought he really kind of ruined him. His, I mean, what do I care? I mean, maybe he was getting a lot of dates, but, uh, when he got all the tattoos, I didn't think it fit him as a wrestler. Uh, Matt Hardy version one. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I liked that a lot. So when Matt Hardy really started to show a lot of personality, Perry Saturn. Yep. Always a big fan of Perry Saturn. Uh, I think he's in it. Was in or is, well, I mean, he's, I don't think he can really go anymore, but amazing uh, in-ring wrestler. And I just like the guy. Uh, the Eliminators were awesome. One of the best uh, finishers ever. Uh, right to censor. Um, I thought, I think it had potential. I didn't really, wasn't, can't say I was really loved it though. Uh, Garrett Bischoff. Nah. Wes Briscoe. Nah. Matt Morgan. Nah. Nathan Jones. Nah. Carlito. Yeah, I like Carlito. Um I think he was very good. Never lived up to the potential or possibly didn't get the you know back people the company behind him. But yeah, I always really like Carlito. 
I'd like to see him uh, get another shot somewhere. La Resistance. Uh, I don't think I, I mean, I really like Rene Dupree, but I can't say I really like the group. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. No, I thought he was, he, he stunk. I thought he was tall and he was, he had Ted DiBiase's name. That was it. Crash Holly. Um, yeah, I thought he was entertaining. Good wrestler. Uh, made the, the hardcore title relevant and, and, and really had his place there for, for a year or so in, uh, on raw as the, the comedy guy in the hardcore matches. Uh, yeah. I like Crash Holly. Uh, probably if he's right now, possibly would have been a bigger star. I don't know. I say bigger star cause the size wouldn't have mattered, but maybe even a lesser star in a way because the size wouldn't matter. So like, is he, was he technically as good as the guys today? Probably not. I don't Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Test and Albert, um, TNA. No, I didn't like that group. Um, the British invasion. The Beatles, I think Rolling Stones. Who the hell were the British Invasion? Uh, crime Time. No. Kevin Thorne, Mordecai. Did not like him as Mordecai, but I did like Kevin Thorne. Mr. Perfect, one of the best of all time. Uh, great combination of wrestler and character. So he, he had the in-ring ability. And the character and the promos to me was a perfect pa- uh, complete faction, uh, faction, a complete package, perfect package, Mister Perfect. That's a definitely guy who's around today. You could build the whole company around without a shadow of a doubt. You could build any company around Mister Perfect today, and uh, it'd be money. Rodney Mack. I mean, he seemed like a good dude, but I mean, you can't really say he was a big fan of Rodney Mack. Palmer Cannon. Uh, hold, hold on a second there. Get to you in a second. Let's answer these questions. Palmer Cannon, no. But he did call, I believe he called into the show once under an assumed name. I think that was him. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yang. But so if you're listening out there, Palmer Cannon, call, call, call in. I'd like to have you on the show. It'd be interesting. Jimmy Wang Yang, yes. I was, I was a fan of him uh, in the Young Dragons. And uh, I liked all his, his runs. I like Jimmy Wang Yang a well. lot. Maven. Nah. Mean Street Posse. Yes. Very entertaining. Midian. Huh. Seemed like a very nice guy, but no. no I thought he was he's terrible. Uh, Abraham Washington. No, I thought he was awful. I really didn't like him at all. I know some people like really thought he was this great guy. Like this great talent. All right, we have the man himself on the line, the mighty, mighty one. Yes, back on Skype. Skype. There you are. You told me last week to get the app because the I I called from the old line, the the old phone line, but you told me you scolded me. You told me to go get this guy. No, it was just a little bit of tough love, I think, to get you back in line. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about this. Well, the app is, is on the fritz at first because it updated itself. So so I tried to log in, but it told me to log, log in from a browser. 
So fine, I do go to a browser. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. So you're so you're talking with us. What's going on in the world of wrestling? Oh my goodness, it's WrestleMania season, and it's no fans, and it's now we're gonna find out. It's two nights. It's too big for one night, and it's gonna be pre-taped. So I have mixed feelings about this. First, uh, uh, you you shouldn't really complain about this year's WrestleMania because uh, number one, uh, for those who saying it's uh, too long of a show, it's split into two nights, so you don't need to complain about how long the show is. Right. And uh, two, there's no fans in attendance, so fan. If you're sitting at home watching on the network and wishing you could be there, guess what? You can't be there. And two, uh, uh, those same fans that you see at, sitting at ringside all the time, that long-haired guy with his mom and that guy in a green shirt, they won't be there. So you won't be complaining about the same fans at ringside. You won't see them there. So, uh-huh. so this is gonna, this going to be it a... It very- sucks. I don't care about a guy sitting in the crowd. I don't give a flying fuck if there's a guy at the crowd that I've seen before. I want a show with with a crowd there to interact. I don't want to watch a show with nobody there. You think that's going to be better just because there's not a guy sitting in the front row that you saw before? Well, then Sugar was complaining, though. About, about what? About the same fan sitting ringside. I don't give a shit. Do you, does, that, does that honestly bother you? When you're watching the show and you see a fan there that you might have saw before, do you honestly care? Not really. It just, uh, Incher keeps complaining, though. He ain't even here! Oh. I wish it was. Well, go tell him! Yeah. What's his Skype number? Send to you? I don't know. One-inch biceps. One, okay. Am I not good enough for you, Lexar? Well, you told me to get the Skype app, so... I know. You're a good man. So, now... Now, it's like I could hear you clearer than the there other... There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure you could hear me clearly, too. So I can. I can hear you clearly now. The, the rain is gone. Yeah. On this day, you see... You hear clearly. Everything has gone to light. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh man oh man Wrestlemania it's nothing like you ever seen before with two nights and it's pre-taped incredible incredible because of Corona's virus I wonder what they're going to do after uh, Wrestlemania is over are they going to still do shows that, with no fans or just show best of clips until there's well, pen- there's <laughs> only one way to find out, and that's to tune in. Or like me, just don't watch it. Uh, I always watch it no matter what. Uh, I don't care because I'm a loyal viewer to wrestling. Right. Uh, it doesn't I don't give a fuck if it's terrible or just I do. I, I I do. If it's terrible, I don't want to watch it. I don't why be loyal to something that if you genuinely don't like it? No, if, if I, if obviously if it's one week and I don't like, it, I'm not going to say fuck this, but if it's, if I don't like it week after week, why would I still be loyal to, to it? It's not like it, owe, like I owe it something. 
it's just a TV show. Well, it's not I'll, like we're I'll, married. Well, I'll compare it to like a, a sports team, like the New York Knicks. Like the Knicks are a horrible basketball team, but still, fans keep buying tickets and not buying merch and. They're loyal to their team, even though they're terrible. So players. why why are you loyal to to all? So all are so you loyal to WWE is what you're saying, or just loyal to all of wrestling, no matter what it is? I'm loyal to wrestling, mostly WWE, but I watch wrestling. I watch AEW. I watch the the but, indie. So, but it, if you if you watch something you didn't like it, why would you want to keep watching it? I, I, I don't know. It's just me. I just right. loyal to. Okay. I don't really watch any other sports, really. I don't even watch the New York Knicks, so I just compare that to that team. So, anyway, what are we talking about again? Oh yeah, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking. The only match I'm looking forward to is Edge and Orton. I don't know what the Boneyard match is. I guess if they're fighting in a graveyard with Styles and Undertaker. And Undertaker is uh, in a pool and show McCool and a tiger. So that's a highlight of Raw. What? There was a tiger on Raw? No, it was a video of the Undertaker and uh, and Michelle McCool in a swimming pool with a tiger. You didn't watch Raw, did you? No. I didn't uh, watch. I didn't watch. I watched 10 seconds. I turned in. They were showing no match. I was like, that's enough. There was a tiger in a pool? Yeah. Und- apparently, Undertaker has some some type of YouTube video. And it was him and Michelle McCool in a swimming pool with a tiger. And AJ Styles pointed it out while he was doing his promo. It's quite huh. a sight. Right. I'm sure Steven from Toronto could tell you about this. Because I'm sure he watched Raw. Well, uh, well Steven, did you watch Raw? You could talk to about because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Are you there? Raw. Did you love it? There was a tiger in a bathtub or something. Yeah, AJ cut a promo and went to and um, oh, something about going uh, on? yeah, saying Taker War. Um, yeah, it was this picture. It was on the. Um, in in the empty arena there. Okay. It was shown on video. No, it wasn't live. It was shown on video. They just started showing a video of Undertaker in a swimming pool with Michelle McCool and then Tiger. And he says, do, doing some PSA announcement. I'm not sure what it was. I wasn't paying attention to the PSA announcement. I was paying attention to the Undertaker and the Tiger. That's an awesome You could have Googled that. A tiger and a... I don't know. What the... I can't follow this. I don't know what the... There's a tiger and a bathtub and a pool. What? Was Johnny Swinger on this? No. Johnny Swinger? Who? Michelle McCool. It was... Michelle McCool's back? Yeah, Michelle McCool was in in the swimming pool with the Undertaker and the Tiger. Do they have a pet tiger? I think so. I'm not sure. (laughs) 
Did this really? Did this really happen? Yeah. Oh, I've seen a picture of it. So they're just sitting in a pool with a tiger. Uh-huh. What the fuck is going on? Why? WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm seeing picture. They've got they've got like multiple tigers. They have like big giant tigers. That's their pets. I put something on there. Um, there's a link to YouTube. I can't, I can't watch YouTube. We're doing a show. <laughs> what the hell do you think? I'm just totally a professional. I'm gonna start like taking Spanish lessons during the show or something. Jesus Christ. I can't watch YouTube while we're ho- while the show's going on. My lord. Yeah, this so Lex are you not just you're not like on an acid trip. This is like this is real. You didn't yeah, eat magic was, mushrooms or anything. These guys they no. really have a tiger. It was all oh, real. AJ Styles pointed it out, out on Raw and he challenged Undertaker to a boneyard match, which yeah. I'm not sure what it was, and I'm not sure what it is. So I'm I guess it's just like a street fight. In a graveyard somewhere in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I I feel so just. I don't know. You guys could just say anything. Tigers in, in the in the bathtub, and and then they're gonna have. Then they're gonna like have a a a cemetery in, in the pool, and <laughs> and I don't I don't know if it's really happening or not. I'll just say okay, I guess. This doesn't make me want to watch it. I'll watch it. Oh my lord. God. All right. So what else happened on the show besides a tiger and a bathtub? Well, they announced two more matches for WrestleMania and it has uh, involves the Street Profits defending the Raw Tag Team Championships against uh, Andrade and that new guy that uh, that uh, Andrade and some new guy Umberto Carrillo I think it's now geez I don't even watch your show and I know who that is he's been around <laughs> for months Garza it's like Garza. the first show he's on the show the first week he's on the show I just only remember him from 205 Live, which I don't watch. That's yeah, only but I, I don't watch it either, but I, I haven't watched a show in weeks, and I know who that guy is. Well, it's, well, they'll be challenging the street office for Raw Tag Titles at WrestleMania, and also uh, Bobby Lashley takes on Alistair Black. Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley. I thought Alistair Black, who, when he feuding with someone else? I don't know. I don't know. That came out of nowhere. That's mysterious booking. Was it built at all? Or did he just come out and say, hey, I'm going to fight you? I guess that's what it is all about. And I just squashed the indie wrestler uh, on last night's show. Yeah, well, last the- time I watched it, he would just get beat. Aleister Black is kind of strange. Yeah. They were really building him up, but I don't know. I remember, I remember people on my Facebook like, "Oh, this Undertaker came out. That means that Alistair Black is going to be uh, the protege of Undertaker." And I was like, "Nope, 
They're going to have no connection. There's just that way to build Undertaker and AJ. And that's exactly what happened. Even though on like AJ and Undertaker, I'm a fan of AJ Styles. I don't get why these two guys would ever have a feud or why they'd have a match other than people just like, hey, this would probably be good. It's out of that. But uh, really, I think uh, Undertaker and Alistair Black seem like a more of a fit. It's like these two dark dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think it's not going to work with uh, Undertaker and Alistair Black. So well, that's I what they doing it. But I mean, is anyone like really like into seeing AJ Styles versus Undertaker? Like, I don't know. What, what do I know? I don't. I have no interest in it. I'm just interested in what the boneyard match is. I don't, what is that? I guess it's a, like, like I alluded to earlier, a street fight in a graveyard somehow. I guess that's what they call it. Didn't they do that in WCW with like uh, Vampiro and Sting? And it was the, the shits. Yeah. Yep. Lots of CGI. And I remember, I think, because I watched the Bash of the Beach. I watched that match uh, a couple weeks ago. Sting and Vampiro in a graveyard. Yeah, it was terrible. Bad. Now, well, what can I do? It's 2000 WCW, so. Anything yeah, from that 2020 WWE, it's probably even worse. By the way, uh, Golgo saying, is Vegas taking bets on when intro come back to the show? What are the odds? This is a true story. So I get these emails about, I have no idea why, but I get these emails all the time telling me what odds are for things and to talk about on the podcast. So I was like, well, why would I talk about this in the podcast? But here, I'm going to talk about this in the podcast because there's no sports going on in the, wor- in the, in the world, I think, or in the country anyway. So you can't go and bet them on and Vegas. So instead of that, now they're taking bets because everyone's inside on uh, if there'll be more births in the next nine months because people's going to be you know doing the doing banging, they're going to be having sex, or uh, you can also bet on like uh, how much the the stocks will rise on um, on uh, condoms, and you can also bet on how much traffic um, Pornhub will get. So can you imagine if you're some gambler is like, man, I've got to go bet on the, the Patriots and the, the Yankees and all stuff. And now you just got to go bet on Trojan condoms. Like that can't be the same, like amount of fun, like hmm. weird. I don't know. I guess at that point you really are just addicted to gambling. If that's what you got to gamble on. Well, I did some gambling myself. I just bought like two lottery tickets. That's gambling. So, uh, so what's going on? All right. So, I saw this uh, documentary online, and uh, it's on uh, Viceland, uh, Vice Vice TV, and it's a story of pro wrestling, the dark side of the ring. So, it's on season two right now. So, season one was, was last year, I think. So, season two was narrated. By former AEW World Champion Chris Jericho, and then it, and it documents all the dark things that happened in the wrestling business over the past twenty or thirty years. So the premiere episode uh, is up on YouTube. Viceland put up the premiere episode on YouTube, and it's part one of Chris Benoit's death, his uh, suicide, uh, murder. Of Chris right. Benoit. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen this. I, I know it's the talk of the town. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I definitely will uh, catch up on this because uh, that is oh, something that, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, I saw the, some episodes from season one, uh, uh, and uh, I saw one of the fabulous Moolah and the uh, Varner tragedies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's some good stuff. Oh uh, no, I watch I watch all last season. I haven't watched the new season yet. Oh okay. Uh, so you're in for a dandy. The first season is uh, up online right now, and it's uh, part one of uh, Chris Benoit. They show his like triumph of world being a world champion, and days prior before his untimely death and murder. Mm-hmm. So it's two parts on Benoit. And later on this season, they try, they uh, talk about Arnold's death. They talk about New Jack's the Metro incident with New Jack stabbing the person uh, a couple of times, uh, the death of Boozer Bodie, and uh, among other things. So, yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know the show. I just didn't watch the new season. That's all. Not okay. Awesome. So, oh, I got a question from the Headyverse. Now, Jackie Jones, are you upset that Ring of Honor has ceased operations, but WWE, AEW, a couple of indie promotions are putting on shows, but Ring of Honor has ceased operations. New Japan has canceled shows. How do you feel now that WWE, AEW are running shows, but Ring of Honor ceased operations. Well, I, I want every company to do well. I understand it. Um, uh, I mean, it's too bad that these companies can't do shows to make money. But um, do you really want to run these shows without crowds? I don't really care for them. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I hope things get up and running again, and also safely. Uh, so, I mean, I, I want the world to, to get back to normal. Obviously, for everyone, everyone out there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. No, yeah, it's going to take some time, but uh, I'm course, sure everything's going back to normal. Well, we'll see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Anything else there, Lexar? I'm going to get to what Steven wants to talk about. I got one more question from the Headyverse. Right. Let's hear it. Jones. Mm-hmm. Now that the casinos are closed, yes. uh, how yes. are you going to gamble now? How are you uh, going I, to I'm not like a degenerate gambler, so like I'm fine not gambling. Um, the other week of Friday the 13th, I was actually going to go uh, to the movies with a friend of mine, and then I was going to go gambling. At the, that's the night really when things started going nuts. And uh, the uh, I buy scratch tickets, but uh, yeah, I mean I don't need to to game. I just won't gamble. Yeah, like I said earlier, I bought two scratch tickets myself, so I hope hopefully I win, so yeah. I could save enough money for WrestleMania next year in Hollywood. Hollywood, Jackie Jones, next year. <coughs> All right. All right, well, it's good to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I will call every single week on this Skype app to In Your Head Wrestling Radio. All right. You're a good man. You're a good man. Mm-hmm.
All right. Who else we have here? We have Stephen from Butlertown. Good evening, Jackie Jones. How are you tonight? I am I am great. How are you? From a walk. Watch a movie oh. with a friend. I'm gonna watch a movie with her after the show as well. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm actually um feeling the same way about uh about no crowd wrestling as you are empty uh-huh. arena wrestling it's just not <laughs> it's it i've been watching wrestling since i was eight years old and you never you never know what it's like or you, you don't know you can't miss something until it's gone i can't remember what cornet said, said but how can i miss you when you won't go away but um, right right like it, it was it's really hard well, a week ago I just, um, I thought it was the worst episode of Monday Night Raw ever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I couldn't watch it. It was, it was unwatchable. I thought. So this. Now, if you call another show, turn on, turn it off in the background. Turn down your radio. Turn it down. Yeah. Now I'm looking at these new WWE figures, and this they have a new DDP. Uh, well, new just new wrestling figures, but they have this new DDP figure, and he honestly looks just like Kenny Omega. Oh. <laughs> this, look, this does not look anything like DDP. It looks like Kenny Omega. All right, go on. I'm sorry. So this week, but I thought this week's Raw, well, just by default was a better show than uh, um, last week. The, the in-ring was better. At least they had more matches. Um and even the segments um, were better. Um, like, so give me the highlights here. Give me the highlights. I didn't watch. So they tried. This was a weird one in that they tried to do an interview with uh, Shayna Baszler in the ring. Just her. And then she, they do a close up and they have all the lights down. And she looks all menacing. And, and then all of a sudden she gets attacked. And then the lights come up and the... Um, uh, the the camera pulls back and it's Becky Lynch attacking with a chair, and I thought, are they trying to get sympathy on Shayna Baszler? It's like, <laughs> it's like, hey, um, look at this. We got Tazos like going all crazy. I can see oh, Tazos jerking off on webcam into his own mouth. Oh, I think. Um, hold on here. We He's looking, t- he wants to see. <laughs> I just think, holy shit, I almost had my beard the same way as Tazo. And I was thinking, what the fuck's wrong with me? But it's a little different. Now he's smoking the crack. Man, Tazo's, in, Tazo's getting all jiving in there. It's in your head, baby, live. Woo! All right. At uh, right. Tazo. Hmm. But um, I did. But I did check out the um, yeah the two the two big segments on uh, um, AEW. Uh, Brody Lee, Brody Lee as the Exalted One, and Matt Hardy. Um, All right. So yeah, <laughs> it really it really should have been on. Um, it should have been uh, in front of a crowd. 
if Matt Hardy would have Matt Hardy's debut or even Brody Lee's debut. Um, but uh, yeah, that I could only check out the segments again. Uh, as much as that was probably a good episode of of uh, Dynamite, I couldn't watch it. I, I, I may yeah, change yeah, my I mind tomorrow show. night. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll check it out tomorrow, and um, um, because at least, at least as 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 I thought, at least they put some of the wrestlers in the crowd, which I thought yeah. was a, at least do yeah. something with them. Did you, did you there. listen to the show at all? Because I already went over all of this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. But I was thinking about that even before before last uh-huh. week. That okay. you're already there. So why not put them in the crowd? But at least somebody figured that out and did it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I even heard uh, Cornette, who's always bitching. He's like, when we used to do training shows, we still had people in the crowd. We told the wrestlers to go out there and you be the crowd because you can't do a wrestling match with no one there to interact with it. You had mm-hmm. to have people. They should just bring in Ta- like someone like Tazo, the Greek. He'd just be like, I don't care if I get a disease. I'll go sit in this crowd. Yep. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm going to get out of the, you know, I'm going to stay warm for, for a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll give me some popcorn. And yeah, you can get it, but I'm sure you can get a lot of people like that. Just bring in the whole heady verse. <laughs> Empty the bus station. <laughs> What else is going on? So, um, uh, apparently, apparently, um, this uh, virus has hit WWE, according to um, uh, Dave Meltzer and uh, Brian Alvarez. I was looking at a video of them talking about it today. Um, they were saying that uh, Dana Brooke and Rey Mysterio have the virus. Oh, that's why Dana's <laughs> off. I because yep. Dana's out of that match, and I thought because they, they were basically they were going to be fucking Dana Brooke and Batista. They were all over the Twitter. He was. I mean, he didn't. It was. It wasn't just like look at that ass. They were. They were being. It was innuendo, but it's clearly they were just going to be fucking at WrestleMania. So I was like, did they take her out of this because they're like, we don't want you banging Batista, <laughs> or did they take her out of the match? I thought. Just so, like, well, we don't want you wasted time wrestling. Just go bang Batista the whole weekend. But she has virus, so she's not even going to get to bang Batista. She probably doesn't even care about the WrestleMania match. He's like, I'm not going to be able to fuck Batista now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that well, that's too bad. Just I hope, she gets hope she gets better. Yeah, I hope she gets or better. Or Mysterio, too. I mean, I, I don't really care about ever seeing either of them wrestle again. But I don't want them, like, you know, uh, dead or sickly. I hope they both get better. Dead? <laughs> I don't want anyone dying. They can get better. They get better. They just don't have to come back to television. Maybe they could win the lottery or something. All right. What else is going on? Maybe she could just be, like, in, like the, the living uh, uh, woman for Batista. I'll clean what up. What else was about to say? But, yeah, she could just go and be Batista's uh, woman. He's got plenty of money. He could just hire to, to blow him and bang him whenever he's in the mood. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else there, Mr. Uh, Butler? Well, uh, I guess I won't spoil it for you. So um, enjoy that, that first episode uh, of never uh, Chris Benoit, Dark Side oh, of the Ring. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't spoil that. Yeah, I'm Don't gonna spoil it. I thought, but... I thought you were going to say I'm not going to spoil Raw because I'm not going to go back and watch it. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, uh, uh, he, uh, actually, you know, but uh, enjoy that. Um, it, it, some of it's hard to watch. Um, right. I got to admit, but... Um, they blame it on Kevin Sullivan? I think this season two is going to be pretty good. I'm also looking forward to the one on Dino Bravo. Um, mm. uh, you know that the, the Canadian, uh, the uh, the mob uh, executed a hit on him in Montreal. So I want, I want, I hope they um, go into that because I, I I remember watching Dino Bravo back in the 1970s, like um, at a small promotion here in here in uh, here in Toronto. And uh, I watched him like right up until like almost when he left the WWF. So um, that one I'm looking forward to. Uh, All right, get to Tazo. I'll uh, just I'll just listen. I'll mute myself and listen. All right, you got to hear what's on the mind of Tazo the Greek. There's nothing on my mind, man. I mean, except for your well-being, I believe. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tazo. And I hope you're doing well. You're looking good. Okay. You look very. You look thin. Yeah, man. You know how it is. I guess. Is it thin because of the crack, and or is it thin like you're you're healthy? It's thin because my parents moved away, so uh, now I got to fend for myself. Oh, you have no food. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's not good. And I mean, you know, not really, but. No, you look pretty good here. You know, yeah, I have to say, watching you on video, you don't, you don't look quite like if I see a still picture, I sometimes like, what is wrong with this guy? Like, there is something, but now I see you, and I know you're gyrating and stuff, but you look like you look like you, you know what's going on. I'm a normal man, I just play a part for you guys to make you guys laugh. I don't smoke crack, I think that's just a vile, vile thing to say about me, considering I've been listening to your bullshit show for the last 50 years. And so, you know, whatever. you're a good man. No matter uh, what I say about you, otherwise you're a good man. Well, you know, Jack, you're a battle axe. That's all I could say about you. Uh, you're a ah! But you know what? Let me let me ask you, man. Why do you have this retard Lexar on week after week? Come on. I, th- I think I think he brings a lot of insight to the show. <laughs> really? You think he's earned his keep? Uh, I mean, oh yeah, he's paid his dues. He's paid his dues. Okay, he's paid his dues. I'm gonna go with that. But really. I think you've been. I think this is like a Harvey Weinstein thing happening here. You're oh. complicit in this kid fucking going around rubbing himself on women. Uh, and allegedly, he's, allegedly, he's probably the main reason why I don't go to fucking wrestling events anymore. Because of Lexar. Because of people. How like- many shows does this guy go to? Fucking loaded. Who me or Lexar? Oh, Lexar. I think he goes to lots of shows. No. Yeah, but I mean, he's only one man. <laughs> Well, you know, I'd have to find him if I go. Yeah, I don't even know what he looks like. And then I have to watch him gyrate on some chick. What's it? No, hold on, hold on. Now you said that you do a lot of this stuff for our, for our entertainment. What if Lexar is like this genius at home and he's <laughs> just created this whole persona? I I, I wish that were true. Uh-huh. You know, when you think about me, you you probably sigh a little bit. You go, ah, you know what? I know he's just pulling our leg here half the time. Uh, with like all the racist stuff, especially, you know, I'm just joking about that stuff. Uh, with Lexar, what is interesting about him is he sounds like he's grown up 
except his balls haven't exactly dropped yet, you know? Right, right. Yeah, they sound like they're, uh, they're like in bunk beds. They're like one on top of the other or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they kind of bounce. And that's yeah. when it's, it's kind of changed. Sounds like Jiminy Glick. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get you on together with Mighty Lexar. Maybe that could be your co-host in this uh, sh- this podcast you want to you want to put together. What the conspiracy podcast? Yeah, you, you and Lexar. <laughs> Lexar, yeah, I need a I need a really like I'm I'm about as stupid as it gets. I need a really sharp mind like Lexar to to cut through all the bullshit and the nuance of uh, of conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah, I need him. I, I prefer more somebody like Kai. You know, Kai. I would I could see that. I like Kai. He's a good man. Yeah, he smokes a lot. Is he probably sits out in there in the woods with a shotgun, like half. He's a guy. He looks like he he looks like a criminal. <laughs> he's got like a neck tattoo and stuff. Yeah, but he yeah. seems like a good guy. He's like yeah. a, he's like a fun loving criminal. Yeah, he looks like a guy who was a criminal or in running something once, and then he got abducted by aliens, and now it just changed his life. Yeah, well, he does look like yes, he was like a hardcore, you know, a gang banger, and now he's turned his life around. <laughs> right. Right. It's like a, it's a success story of the Hediverse. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's one of your success stories, Jack. Uh-huh. There's not too many of them. <laughs> oh, man. It's, but Steven looks like a nice guy here. Steven, nice to meet you finally. What is he doing? <laughs> nice to meet you, too. If, if, if you were on web, it's only three of us know this, but he said, it's nice to see you. And then we just, like, his neck just went right into the camp. <laughs> giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> But no, Steven's a good guy. I, I mess with him sometimes. Hey, you know what's guy. cool? You know what's cool? You know what's cool? Mm-hmm. Uh, so today uh, I downloaded, which is cool, the internet's very cool, the first edition of the uh, Dungeons & Dragons, the Deities and Demigods, when they had the... the yeah, co- I, I have a picture on my Facebook with the original, with an original, well, it's not original, but with a copy of Deities and Demigods. The original one had the Thulu, if that what you're about Correct. to say. Correct. Yeah. You can download it. Download that now. Uh, at least download, you know, the copy of the and then the art, which I haven't seen in like forty years because I had that book, but it, I lost it. Dude, pretty fucking amazing the uh, the art they had in there. I agree. I, I like the old school art in the in the old Monster Manual, and I know maybe technically the newer ones are maybe technically better, but I think they had more charm in the old books. Oh, absolutely. But you know that game, these guys. I don't know really anything about role playing games, like the history and shit. But uh, I mean, they were putting shit out every few years there was a third edition fourth edition was in like 85 which was only four years after the you know the second edition came out or something because i i I really did second edition uh that's when i started playing and then um i don't i mean i think i got the maybe the fourth edition books or fifth edition when it came out but i primarily always played the second edition Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well I really like seeing art. I wanted to put it on your uh, uh, the without your head thing. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, if I didn't accept it yet, I will. I I'd, my, I'd, I was out today. I want to take a nice uh, you know a screenshot of it and then send it over there. It's really just very cool, and I haven't seen that shit in so fucking long. But anyway, regardless of uh, so what's uh, Jesus Christ WrestleMania? No people from uh, multiple places. Uh, I sound like fucking Lexar. Jesus Christ on a cross. Just fucking cancel that shit, man. Just push it into like fucking August or something. What's the big deal? I know. Who who wants to see rest? Uh, I don't really want to see any show, but I get you have to do Raw of some kind because you have like contracts. Stuff. But WrestleMania, just hold it off to another time. Yeah, I don't know what's the... I don't even know what the benefit is because... Storylines, man? 
You're not going to have any crowd. They can't buy tickets. So I don't know like what, you know, what good it's doing. It's uh, is it storyline kind of a thing? They can't do the storyline so tight now. They can't. Uh, have uh, you, do you have you ever watched a show in the last five years? I don't think that's. I, I, I haven't for the last like three four years. I have. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they've ever even built hardly any of the matches. The one I just heard about, I yeah. didn't even know was happening. Oh, the AJ match. Well, I knew that one, but I mean, I don't think the build's been that interesting. But the. Um, Bobby Lashley versus like uh, Alistair Black. I mean, that just came out of the blue. That's just dumb. I don't even uh, get that. Uh, Lashley, uh, what a waste. Uh, really one of the fucking most overrated slash worst. Not really the worst. He was kind. I mean, he's decent at times. Uh, what a fucking uh, abyss. A, a black hole of charisma is what I would say about that. Oh, I agree. Oh, I agree. Oh. Uh, people told me he was really good in, in TNA. I don't know. I didn't watch it, but anything I've ever seen of him, like he looks like he should be a star and all that stuff, but he's never interesting in the least. Nah, I mean, yeah, never. Even uh, even maybe when uh, he was with Donald Trump or whatever that whole thing was, was kind of uh, his high point, I guess. I mean, it was basically his right. High it point. was, a, yeah, it was, a, it was a big deal, but probably anyone in that, in that uh, same yeah. was uh, it position would have been a big deal. Was it because he was black? And it was was he on trust? I think honestly, I think it was because he's big. Because yeah. he's a really big jack dude. I hate to ask this question. Who did he fight? Was it Triple H he fought? Uh... I think it was it was it Umaga? Uh, uh, yeah, oh my god. See, it's uh, I mean, I'm no fucking wrestling historian when it comes to remembering matches. You are much, much, much better at it. But you see, you can't even remember. How fucking sucky is that? Exactly. So somebody remembers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, man, I don't know what to say about this wrestling shit. So they're casting all that garbage now. There's no indie shit going on. I don't believe so because they can't have crowds. And if an indie show doesn't have a crowd, what would be the money involved in it? You know? Yeah. They can't. Unless you sold it online, I guess. Can't sit people six feet apart from each other. I don't know. Can't WWE do yeah. that? I, I, I don't think you can. I, I mean, I'm, theaters were trying to do that for a while, like the distancing where you'd have three seats between you, but yeah. you know, they just end up closing them all. So I, I, I don't think you could even, I don't think you're allowed to have a show with so many over like 10 people. So what would be the point, I guess? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. This, I mean, this, this isn't really crazy, but it's yeah, unless you could maybe do it like online somehow and set and sell tickets but i, I don't know if yeah, people, yeah. plus a lot of so many people aren't making money now either of because their jobs not everyone but a lot of jobs you know uh closed and aren't paying people so you know, everyone's uh hurting for money yeah definitely definitely um yeah it's uh anything on uh one thing i was gonna ask you actually you know what there's nothing I'm trying to make up a fucking question here because i have no fucking idea what the hell's going on with wrestling oh yeah yeah all right, all right, all right. So there's going to be an Edge versus Orton match? Really? Yes, yes. I mean, I heard that, and uh, I mean, my heart sank because we've one of the – it was a good feud when it was going on, you know, whenever, 2010, I don't remember. Um, and Edge is pretty cool, so it's nice that he's back. I haven't seen what he looks like per se. Uh, but why, uh, why that match I think is a pretty dumb fucking – I don't know. I mean, I, I just seems like they have no I, no ideas, new ideas, or they, and they don't trust anybody around them. You know, like a, I don't know, man. It's just pretty, 
pretty seems just like a waste of uh, for now. Not a big deal anymore because it seems to be uh, going to be forgotten very quickly. I don't know, but mm-hmm. really a bad choice. I thought just makes me very like I just didn't care after I even looked like who's Edge? What's it? Uh, it's fucking Randy Orton. I could mm-hmm. care less really because I saw that so many times and then I would complain about it even then. So why again? There you go. Mm-hmm. That's my question. Tell me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but uh. Hmm. All right. Uh, anything else, Sir Tazo? Because uh, yes. I have to get up early. So, is you there anything so else? Why? I have to go. I don't know. Do some fishing or something. Yeah, I have an interview in the morning. But oh, yeah. Oh. So. Well, you look good, motherfucker. So uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I will try to call in if anything a little more. Listen to I, Yeah, I like that. I like hearing from you. You look good. Like it's that. not a bullshit show. Nice to see you from Toronto. This, Stephen. All right, look bro. at that. The Headyverse is bringing people together. I like, I like this. This is a little better, you know? Yeah, I was thinking I would like to do the show, but we might uh, at some point uh, do it on YouTube where we can all be on webcam. I think that would be fun. I want to talk about conspiracy theories. I want to know who killed JFK. I want to know who fucking blew up 9-11. That's what I want to know. About. All right. Well, if we can work this out, I'd be, I'd, I'm, to, I'm totally fine with you guys doing a show, and we'll put it up on the website somewhere. <laughs> later. All right. See you guys later. All right, let me get to the rest of these questions here. I think I was still on uh, Nikhil's. Uh, where was I? Well, you subscribe to Disney Plus. I have not yet. I'm not against it. Um, I would like to see The Mandalorian, but I don't. I don't think there's other things on there I'm interested in. I saw the Disney movies when I was younger, or, or whatever. I don't know. There's, I don't think there's enough on there to me warrant to warrant to subscribe to it. Uh, well, what made you like ECW? Uh, I think I went over that. It's a very good question, but I think I really went over that in detail earlier, which I didn't even know you asked that, uh, but that was good. Uh, da, 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 da. uh, can you both list 10 greatest moments of WCW Nitro? I think that one I would need prepared for, but that could be a good uh, round table where we went over the best segments of uh, Nitro. Uh, Taz, I can hear you typing, so either mute yourself or... Actually, I think I can mute you. There we go. I can mute you. Uh, what do you think TNA Impact failed to get... Why do you think TNA Impact failed against w, WWE Raw and Monday Nights? It wasn't nearly established enough, and they only gave it one week, really, I think, of live shows, and then they took time off. and. So I don't think it would probably have ever succeeded, but they were in no position to, to really go up against uh, WWE Raw at the time. Can you name 10 of your personal favorite TNA Impact? I, I like these favorite moments, but I think that would be something I'd have to think about as opposed to doing it right now. But I, I, I like those questions. I think uh, that would be a good uh, roundtable. Uh, can you name any tag teams from any company you thought would be really bad, but you actually, but you like actually? Um uh... Interesting question. I'm sure there's teams that when they first put them together. Oh, I know. I know a perfect one. Cesaro and Sheamus. I remember they had this never-ending feud. They put them together. I thought, I've seen this so many times that the feuding people get together. And I honestly thought they ended up being a great team. And I, I think they should have kept them together because since they put them, uh, taken them apart, uh, neither guy has really done anything. But yeah, that was the team uh, I didn't think I'd be into, but uh, I thought they worked really well together. Why don't you think Ring of Honor has ever taken off the way AEW has? That's a really interesting question, too. It's uh, 
I think AEW really uh, capitalized on a movement of, of, of a few guys, the elite guys, really, that had this uh, following. And then they had money behind it. And not only money behind it, but someone who was actually willing to put it on TV. Because uh, the money behind uh, Ring of Honor has never really showcased it at all. Or Impact. Did you say Impact? Oh, Ring of Honor. Yeah, they never really showcased. If you watch Ring of Honor, it definitely looks like an independent show. It doesn't look like a big deal. Does anyone in the streets of Massachusetts or West Virginia ever come up to you and say you're the host of In Your Head? Can I have a selfie? Um, yes, a few times. Um, I've been recognized. Uh, sometimes they, I should ask why, but I've been recognized from they just know who I am. Uh, definitely at, at conventions quite often. Uh, but just walking the streets happened a few times. Not a lot. But yeah, it's happened. Um, actually, the most recent one was someone uh, recognized me from the movie, uh, Umbil- the short film Umbilicus Desidera, which did uh, surprise me since I only played festivals. So someone would have to play, uh, had seen it at a festival, and then it was at a, it was at my local grocery store. That was pretty cool. Uh, uh, Owl says not always in Matt. Yeah, uh, most of them weren't in Massachusetts, but it happened a couple times, but. Um, but at conventions and stuff, uh, you know, quite often, uh, Jason Mitt, what type of match or show would work best in an empty arena? That's a good question. Uh, let me think about that. Cause you, one, one that doesn't necessarily need the crowd reaction, which I don't know if there's any really, but if you had to do one, uh, maybe a lumberjack match because you'd have the interaction of the people outside the ring. Uh, did Jack finish last week's empty arena dynamite? Yes, I did. And I uh, went over it, which I know he wouldn't have known this before, but I liked it. And yes, I'm going to watch uh, tomorrow night's show. Who are our new Headyverse overlords? That's right. Uh, Without Your Head has a new owner, which you can listen to uh, how that happened and who that is over on withoutyourhead.com. So listen to last week's show and you will find out. Uh, there is a clause, uh, from what I understand, because of the connection in the host websites and the websites that the new owner also will own in your head. Now, what does that mean? I will continue to host both shows, uh, from there. I don't know what else that will mean for the future of the Headyverse in your head, without your head inside your head, Jonathan Jackson, was there a bidding war that ended in a website and a poll match? I believe he's referencing, uh, the Headyverse. It actually was not due to, uh, money, a monetary, uh, thing so you have to listen without your head to find out what happened Al Oob, are you happy that sunny snapchat business is doing well during this pandemic she uh, put on um on her uh, twitter machine what an amazingly overwhelming response to my new snapchat membership so many new members are getting happy while stuck in the house you can be happy too wink wink right along with us email me at totally sunny one at gmail.com for info on how you can get snaps from me i don't what is snapchat and that just like you talk like for 30 seconds i remember i was on it briefly because seth heiss used to be on uh, without your head was like all about it and i think jason i think mittens on there i don't know but i was on it for like a day and i was like this sucks like I can just do all this in messenger. Why am I, you know, Facebook messenger. Why am I doing this? 
Jason meant what was, but I mean, I wasn't jerking off to Sunny. I'm sure she's like diddling herself or something. I, I don't know. Allegedly, maybe she's just waving. I have no idea. Jason meant what was up with all the jobbers on AEW Dark today? I didn't see it, so I don't know. Is AEW giving indie wrestlers work or are they just padding their roster to look better on TV? Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't see it, so I don't know, but I, I always like jobbers, so I'm fine with that. I think if you have jobber matches, you put over talent to establish them, and then when they lose to other people, it's uh they're not they're not beating a nobody. Plus, then none of your actual guys that are under contract are jobbers. Jason Mint will Jack do cover of my song "My Sharona" called "My Corona" about the empty arena days of wrestling. I like this idea. Uh, write me the lyrics, and I'll do it. Alub, have you ever been disgusted with yourself about something you jerked off to? No. Jason Mitten, was Jack and Inter fighting last week or uh, work to promote social distancing? Very interesting. Very interesting. Now, if it was a work, you wouldn't want me to spoil it here on the show. Alub, would you hang out with Jim Cornette and his wife in a hot tub? Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with hot tubs. I like the hot tub. And I like, uh, every, anytime I've ever been around his wife, she's very nice. Always been very nice to me. I'm friends with her on Facebook. We both like horror movies. So yeah, I'd hang out in a, in a hot tub. And uh, Jim Cornette's always been very nice to me personally. Jason Mint was Sean Spears partner, Robert Anthony breathing so heavy on AEW dark tonight because he has the COVID-19. I did not see it. I'm very sorry. I don't know. I will are you going to start a wrestling company with your coronavirus stimulus check? So I believe that's not happening, but if it does happen, I don't know. Can I start a wrestling company with a grand? I don't know. Let's do it up. Let's put together a heady verse show. That'd be fun. Huh? But, but what? No, who couldn't even, no one can even watch it now. It's a bad time to do this. Album. Jason Minton, once the world is restarted from its, this shutdown, how many years of pandemic movies will we have to sit through? I'd say a good, five three to five five might be pushing depending how if this last if this last six months i'd say up to five if it lasts a year and a half we'll probably see it for a good six years if it lasts if only lasts a couple more weeks i'd say i'd give it two to three years owl do you think aw called their show dynamite it's an homage to the Dynamite Dave nickname that James for Kentucky gave to Dave Meltzer. That I would love it. I'm a big fan of Dave uh, James for Kentucky. Tried to get him on with on in your head many times. Cannot find the man. A shout out to Gogo Thirteen. My I think it was Gogo Thirteen. I could be wrong. Was he? It might not have been Gogo Thirteen. It actually might have been Rick Rude's mustache for sending me the old uh, James for Kentucky um, audio clip from the Yada days where he uh, dubbed. Dave Meltzer, Dynamite Dave. Amazing. Jason Minton, what are your thoughts on the Benoit Dark Side of the Ring episode? I've not seen it. I'm very sorry. Owl, what's blacker? Intra's heart or Intra's butthole? Whoa. Whoa. Dominic Weeble. Gimmick y'all like better. Kerwin White or Chief Morley? Um, I can't say as a fan either, to be honest. Owl, is Lexar becoming the new Swax? I'm not annoyed by Lexar. And Weeble, does WWE need a loser leave town match? Or so, name two wrestlers in a match. Cor Baron Corbin and whoever, and the other person wins. There we go. All right. So I want to thank everyone 
for listening to the show tonight. I had a good time. Uh, it was a good evening here. Wow, I just went to the chat room. This guy's really showing me. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, I had, a, uh, I had a great time here. Thanks, Elton. Beef Sandman, the Weeble Tazo, the Greek Nut Steven, and Steven, both of them. Gogo13, Al Ulb, Tazo the Greek. It's Tazo TTT. It's almost like power. Uh, I kick like a bitch. President Clinton, sex, sugar, magic. All the fine people out there. It's a good time. All right. So I had an excellent time. Who's saying answer the question? Did I not answer a question? Did I miss something? If I missed something, let me know. I'm not sure. All right. I'm going to get out of here, but I had a great time. I'll be back next week. And uh, possibly with a guest, I've got a lot of uh, old school legends wanting to come back on the show and come back on the, and come on the show for the first time uh, due to my uh, movie schedule, which I'm sorry to bring up, but I, had, I was making movies those last uh, few months and uh, I couldn't work them out. But uh, now I've got some free time, more free time because uh, there's nothing happening. So uh, look for some interviews coming to the show. It'll be a good time, kind of a, a, a back to the roots of In Your Head. So we'll be back. Possibly just me. I don't know. But hope you enjoyed the show. I'm out of here. Thanks for calling in. Good night, everybody. Born down in El Paso, where the tumbleweeds blow. To the middleweight champ of all Mexico. Dad fought many bloody battles, and he raised four sons. Chavo was the oldest one. Old man Gory could pop. Like a live grenade Raised his boys in the way of the trade Hector and Mondo Young Eddie G Chavo meant the most to me Look high It's my last hope Chavo Guerrero Coming off the top rope He came from Texas seeking fortune and fame Rose pretty quickly to the top of the game Defender of the downtrodden King of the hill Tag team champion with Al Madrill Do I have anybody's attention now? Before a black and white TV In the middle of the night I'm lying on the floor I'm bathed in blue light The telecast's in Spanish I can understand some And I need justice in my life here it comes, look high, is my last hope. Chavo Guerrero, coming off the top rope. Red shoes Dugan, holding his arm high, all out of breath. I hated all of Chavo's enemies. I would pray nightly for their death. Sending like fire on the people who deserved it most Almost completely unknown outside of Texas and on the west coast He was my hero back when I was a kid You let me down but Chavo never once did You called him names to try to get beneath my skin Now your ashes are scattered on the wind I heard his son got famous and he went dad by his side. I don't know if that's true, but I've been told it's 
real sweet to grow old. 